Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. Each week we get together and we recap a different book or movie. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. This week we are going to be recapping a book by Katie Roberts called Neon Gods. I found it on TikTok. <laughs> you found it on TikTok. TikTok made me do this. Yes, I had no idea what I was getting into. Neither did I. You and me both. Girl. It was a whole, it was a whole lot. It was a lot. Listen, I, I'm getting the next one in the series. So like. There you go. So just like Katie Roberts, if you're listening to this, like, don't be mad. Don't be mad at everything we're about to say. This is love. <laughs> like. <laughs> we're going to drag it with love. We're going to love. lovingly drag it in a cozy blanket. Across rocks. Across rocks <laughs> and coals and fire. All right, so it's called Neon Gods. It, this is actually, mm-hmm. I, I had to start because I, I was like, oh, it's called Neon Gods because neon means like new age, like new. Mm-hmm. And this is essentially a story about Greek gods, but modern age. Yeah. And see, I'm a big fan of Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love the modern take on it. And I've seen some other books do it, like A Touch of Darkness, it does it as well. Um, But the difference is, is that in Neon Gods, some of them are legacy positions where they pass down a bloodline, and then other ones are like voted. So basically, we are in modern times, and we are in... Olympus. Olympus, which is Olympus. I'm going to sound so ignorant right now, but Olympus is not a real place, right? No, Olympus was the home of the gods. And even in this retelling, Olympus is like separate from the rest of the world. Okay, so they are in Olympus and it's essentially like its own little, I guess, like city town that's insulated from the rest of the world. Like the Vatican. Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going there, but okay. (laughs) Um, and the ruling faction is called the 13, which represents the Olympians. Right. Yeah. And so there are three positions that are called legacy positions. And basically, they're just passed down from father to son. And those are Poseidon, Zeus and Hades. Yes. Um, and so in this book, like, it's not really a magical world, but then it kind of is. Like, yeah, it's like magic-esque. Yeah. So, you know, in the mythology, there's an underworld. But in this in this world, there's like an upper city and a lower city. Yeah. And it's separated by the river Styx. And so think of it as like Zeus got New York and Hades got New Jersey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Poseidon, I guess, got like the Hudson. The her. Hudson. <laughs> I don't know who I feel bad for here, but whatever. So this is a modern retelling of the Hades and Persephone myth. Um, And the story is told from Hades' point of view and Persephone's point of view. Yes. Um, And it starts with Persephone, whose mother is Demeter. And Demeter is the goddess of the harvest. So she controls kind of, in this book, and I guess in actual Greek mythology, she controls the food sources. Yeah, so... It's there's a party going on and mm-hmm. Persephone, we get her point of view and we kind of learn that she doesn't like it in Olympus. She is she's straight up not having a good time. Well, her and her sisters are there's a lot of pressure on them because um, because their mom is one of the 13 Olympians. She has like pressure and there's a lot of eyes Mm -hmm. on her and it's almost like they've become celebrities. Yeah. And they have like paparazzi taking pictures of them and running stories about them on the tabloids. So, And her mom has also sort of designated each of the daughters. So in in Neon Gods, Persephone has three sisters. Mm -hmm. She has... Callista, Psyche, and Eurydice, Eurydice. And so her mother has sort of designated each sister to have like a certain like facade or facade that they need to sort of present to the world. Did you say facade? I did. I said facade. <laughs> you got too fancy with it. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and the role that Persephone was assigned was the sunny ray, like a bright ray of sunshine, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not who she is. She's like, I fucking hate smiling. I fucking hate people. But kind of in the opening chapter, we learn that Persephone is... She's had a little crush on kind of the idea of Hades. Haven't we all? <laughs> I, don't know. I, mean. I, I don't know, girl. <laughs> you know what? Can I just say real quick? My only exposure to Greek mythology was like Xena, the warrior princess. And um, what was the, the one with Hercules? The Disney movie? It was an actual show. And then they got Xena the Warrior Princess out of that show. You don't you don't know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Kevin Servo, I think is his name. Let me Google it real quick. I can't believe you never saw that. That was like he was like my first crush. That's when I started being obsessed with tall, blonde white guys. Kevin Sir Serbo. <gasps> okay, Kevin Serbo. Um, is best known for starring in the television show called Hercules. I've never seen it. I cannot believe it. Girl, Hercules was my motherfucking childhood. Look at this. Look at this scrumptiousness. Yeah, I can. I can get down with it. <laughs> he was so handsome. My first exposure to Greek mythology was the Disney movie Hercules. Okay. And I was just like, I'm into it. And then I started, like, binging on Greek mythology stuff. Did you never watch Xena, the Warrior Princess? Mm-mm. Courtney, you, that is, I'm telling you right now, that show was so ahead of its time. It was so feminist. I think she was, like, low-key a lesbian. Or I think she might have been bisexual or something. But it was just, that show was so ahead of its time. It was in the 90s, and it was, like, risque. And it was very feminist and badass. It was so good. I'll check it out. It shaped me as a human being. It would be so funny watching it now. It probably looks so dorky and like the special effects. It's probably cringy now. Buffy the Vampire Slayer shaped me as a human being. Yeah, these these were all like ingredients. Like if I had an ingredient list, it would be like Xena the Warrior Princess, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Dawson's Creek... I never watched Dawson's Creek. Girl. Anyways, Hades has kind of, she calls him like the boogeyman. Most people believe that Hades doesn't exist, that the position is still honored, um, but there is no actual presiding Hades. So they have a sculpture of Hades that's like covered in a black like curtain, I guess. But Persephone's low-key like, mm. I bet if Hades existed, he'd be hot AF. I know. She's kind of, her sisters catch her just kind of pining after the statue. Like, I bet Hades is scrumptious. <laughs> but, you know, she needs to hold on to that kind of like, uh, to that romanticism that she has. Because Zeus calls her over. And Zeus has a bad reputation in actual Greek mythology and in Neon Gods. Really? Because I always thought that Zeus... I guess I don't know very much, but I always thought that Zeus was like a good, was seen as like a good figure. So he had a bad reputation. Yeah, he was a hoe. Okay. He um he had a lot of kids. Okay. Um, and it was kind of alluded to that a lot of times that sex wasn't consensual, especially mm-hmm. since he was married to Hera. Um, so he was a cheating hoe. Okay. Yeah. So then in this book, he also has that bad reputation of being a hoe. But on top of it, he has a reputation of being like corrupt and possibly a murderer. Yeah. So he um, he has three ex-wives, all of whom have died under mysterious circumstances. And it's widely believed that uh, Zeus murdered all three of his wives. What do I always say? If you don't have a line of sight on the wife, the husband killed her. Yeah, and and that's absolutely true here. (laughs) Zeus calls her over and just makes this announcement that he and Demeter had came to an arrangement and that he was going to marry Persephone. And she's like, "Um, I think the fuck not. No, that's crazy. That really took Persephone. uh, Just it completely rocked her world because when we first meet Persephone, we learn how much she hates it in Olympus. But also we learn that like she has an escape planned she's like when i turn how old i think 25 
Oh my God, she has to turn 25 before she can inherit her trust fund and then she can get out of Olympus because that's her goal yeah. is to get to leave Olympus. She hates it there. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to California, bitches. Okay, but my thing is like, it can't be that bad if you're willing to wait for until you're 25 to get your trust fund. Like if it was that bad, you would just leave. I think it wasn't that bad until she realized that her mother essentially sold her to Zeus. She knows that her mom knows that Zeus probably killed his wives. Like, he had three wives, and they all are gone. She's like, I knew my mom was ambitious, but I didn't realize that she was ambitious enough to sell her child. For power. For power and influence. And that's what she, that's what Persephone is like. My mom's literally selling me to Zeus to gain more power. Like, this is fucking bullshit. And so... Persephone is just like, okay, you know what? Um, I got to use the bathroom. I'll be right back. She's like, BRB. <laughs> BRB. And then she she dips, all right? She dips out. But Zeus is like, nay, nay, my friend. And he sends his dudes after her to, like, capture her and drag her back to him. Yeah, but they got to catch her first, girl. And she is, she's a runner. She's a track star. Okay. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, you know what? I'll die. <laughs> she's going to Jersey, bitches. She sprints. I mean, and she's barefoot, too, because she had heels mm-hmm. on because it was a party. She had heels on. Yeah. Took off her heels. She is running barefoot. It is cold. It is like she's running through the upper city straight toward the lower city, which, by the way, There is a river separating the upper city from the lower city, and no one from the upper city is allowed to cross the bridge. Yeah, it's like a, like, it's like a, I guess like a treaty or whatever. Like, they, you don't go to the lower city, okay? Yeah. Like, it's like the shadows and the Lion King. Everything the light touches is yours. Yep. What's that shadowy place? That's Norfolk. We don't go there. Um, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it kind of just implied like the lower city is the ghetto? Like it, that's just yeah. kind of how it feels. It's implied that the lower city is the ghetto. Like it's just this dingy place, and and it's not safe, and don't go there. Um, but so she's sprinting. Okay, she gets to the bridge that crosses the river Styx, and. So there's a dude on the other side of the River Styx, just like this ominous dude. And then there's the goons chasing her. Yeah. She's like, you know what? Like, I'll take my fucking chances. And she's just sprinting across the bridge. The peop- the dudes stop because they can't cross the bridge. And the other dude across the bridge on the New Jersey side of the River Styx is like, get behind me. And she's like, you fucking got it. <laughs> yeah, the guy's... Zeus's men that are chasing her, they're not allowed to cross. And that's mm-hmm. why she went that way, because she knew if she could just cross that bridge, she would be safe mm-hmm. from Zeus. And that was just kind of, you know, she wasn't thinking in the moment when she ran. She All she knew is that she just needed to get away. Like, she felt like her mm-hmm. life was in imminent danger. Because it probably was. Because it probably was. And so the goons are like, send her back across. That's Zeus's fiance. The ominous dude is like, ah, fuck, do I really want this fight today? He's like, listen, he's like, I didn't bring her here. She crossed on her own free will. Yeah. I I can't force her to leave, you know? Okay, so we learn that this man, this mysterious man dressed in black who was just loitering by the bridge, like, red flag, FYI. I think his ADT probably went off. Like, people are coming. (laughs) His ring camera started alerting. and Activity by the front bridge. And he's like, oh, let me go check this out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so we we learned that that guy is Hades. He is Mm -hmm. the figurehead of Hades who for all Persephone knew, didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And he takes her back to, like, his mansion castle thing. Persephone realizes that the guy who saved her is actually Hades, and she's kind of starstruck. Because remember, Persephone has been thirsting after the idea of Hades, and now she's face-to-face with the actual Hades. And she's like, uh-huh, my imagination did not do this shit justice. I mean, are we to expect anything less? Hades is a snack. He's a snack. Hades is a snack. Um, and Persephone probably didn't eat at the party because she's hungry as fuck. So Hades actually recognizes Persephone because she 
is all over the tabloids. Like he mm-hmm. recognizes her from kind of the gossip columns as being the daughter of one of the 13. And he knows her mother is Demeter and he's just like, okay, so technically I didn't kidnap her. Right. She came here on her own free will. And she's like, my mother set up an arranged marriage and you know all the gossip about Zeus. She's like, you can't send me back. She's like, I will not go back. The thing, too, is that Hades is supposed to be, like you said, this boogeyman, this scary guy. And in mm-hmm. reality, like, he is not threatening at all. Like, I get, like, Silver Fox vibes from Hades. Like, older, but still sexy, you know? Hades is so concerned with Persephone because she was hurt in her, you know, mm-hmm. when she was running away. Her feet are cut up and um she's she might have hyperthermia from the cold yeah and he just gives me like grandma vibes because he's so concerned with keeping her warm and keeping her off her feet and it's just not the vibes i was expecting from hades you know yeah like hades gives off straight like dad vibes which i'm like eh that doesn't scream sexy to me okay so right now it doesn't scream sexy but i'm pretty sure in a few chapters it does start screaming kind of sexy i don't know i don't know courtney (laughs) but anyways hades fixes persephone's feet up you know he puts her in a guest room and is like get some sleep we'll figure this out in the morning and then like the next day persephone's like i'm not going back i will literally fling myself off a building before I fucking go back. Yeah, she basically tells Hades, like, hey, we need to come up with a plan so that, you know, I basically, you have to ruin me. <laughs> yeah, like, listen, <laughs> Zeus hates you. And if you taint me with your cock, yeah. um, Zeus won't want me because I'm, quote, used goods. Like, I'm not a virgin, but... Well, it's the weirdest thing because it's like Persephone just out of nowhere. She's like, aha, I have ruminated and I have realized that the solution to this Mm -hmm. problem is penis. Isn't it? Isn't penis a solution to all of our problems? I would I would argue and say it is the cause of all the problems. (laughs) I don't think you can name a problem that doesn't involve a penis. Menstruation. We menstruate because penises get us pregnant. Hmm, true. Yeah. I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like um, she's like proposing her plan to Hades and she's like, hey, listen, I turned 25 in like three months. I just need you to be I like, I just need you to keep me safe for three months and then I'll take my inheritance I'll leave and you will never fucking see me again. Okay. So like we can just fuck a few times. We'll let Zeus know that I'm ruined. He won't want me anymore. I'll dip. All problems are solved. And Hades like, huh. Very tempting. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what the stakes are for Hades. Like Hades rules the lower city, which again is is uh, you know, it's it's kind of the other side of the railroad tracks. Um according to the upper city people, right? The upper city is where all the money Mm -hmm. is at. It's where all the goods are at. Um, And so he's kind of risking getting cut off and he's risking putting his his people at risk. Yeah. um, And there are residents of the lower city. It's not just like a desolate wasteland. Right. It's an actual city with people and businesses Mm -hmm. and families. People live there. Uh, He's like, okay. He's like, I maybe... Can I help her? Like, can I do this? And, you know, he's kind of thinking about it. And he he agrees eventually. Um, But even after he agrees, Demeter, Persephone's mother, sends a message to Hades. Basically, like, if you don't send my daughter back, I will cut off all of your fucking food sources, all of your trades. You will be left with nothing your people will starve and die and it'll be your fault so you're a move my dude you're a move yeah hades also has a chip on his shoulder like he hates zeus he hates him with like every fiber of his being because zeus killed his parents yeah and now hades has a hades has like a weird fixation with like double triple quadruple checking the locks on the doors and windows of his home because he's like, Zeus is not going to pull one over, enter my home, and murder me again. Mm-mm. No, no. Murder me again. 
<laughs> he's not gonna and like come into my home again. Yeah. Um. And so like he murdered murder me once. Shame on me. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Murder me once. Shame on you. Murder me twice. Shame on me. Yeah. Well, Zeus did. Zeus murdered Hades' parents, and Hades was like really young when this happened. Yeah. He was like a child. We'll say he was like eight. Um, when his parents were murdered by Zeus, and then he became Hades. But back to the whole three-month arrangement thing. Do you know, she was kind of offended that he doesn't, that he didn't want to kidnap her and force her to be there. Yeah, she was like, what? Like, you want to send me back? What? Why? Have you seen me? I am a goddamn 10. (laughs) And you're like, "Mm, maybe not worth it. Well, she is basically twisting his arm to get him Mm -hmm. to agree that they should have sex. (laughs) Yeah. And see, and the only reason Hades agrees is because he's like, you know what? Like, it is a big fuck you to Zeus. Yeah. And that's the only reason Hades agrees is. Yeah, because Persephone is. Zeus's fiance, like Zeus proposed to her in front of everyone. He did didn't we, really propose. Did he, we say that? Yeah. Well, no, he didn't propose. He announced that they were getting married. And Persephone's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Mm, I don't think so. No, thank you. She was like, no, thank you. She she left to go poop and then like never came back. <laughs> yeah. 13 <laughs> minutes later. Yeah. And so Hades is like, okay, listen. We'll do this, but if we do this, we're going to do it my way. Let me show you to my club. Listen, if there's one thing you need to know about Hades is that Hades is trying to have this persona of being this badass underworld uh, mafia dude. Yeah, mafia dude king, even though it doesn't fit him. Like, you could just tell he just wants to spend Saturday night drinking wine and knitting a sweater with his girlfriend. Like, he gives me those vibes, but he has a reputation to uphold. He just wants to, like, lay in bed with a cup of warm tea or wine and, like, watch Netflix. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... But he's like, I am the king of the lower city, so, like... The whole thing with Hades and the Undercity, because they're supposed to be gritty and stuff, they have, like, public sex as um, almost like an event. Yeah, so they have, like, it's like a, I imagine it like an auditorium or, like, a theater, and then there's, like, a stage, and Hades has, like, a throne in the, like, in the prime seating. Mm -hmm. Um, And then people from the Upper City often come to the Lower City. Wait, I thought they couldn't, I thought they couldn't come. They come? No, yeah, they come because they're not supposed to go, but they go. It's one of those oh. things where it's like, don't ask, don't tell. Okay. And so he, they, yeah, they just have like sex parties in his sex dungeon auditorium. Yeah. So he has a sex dungeon auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the show will begin at two o'clock at the sex dungeon auditorium. Grab your <laughs> snacks. <laughs> What snacks are appropriate in this situation? I was just (laughs) thinking, like, you you don't want anything that leaves crumbs. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be up in there eating muffins, you know? That's too messy. But also, like, you don't really want anything that has, like, sauce or liquid because they're just, like, slurping. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, candy. Do you know what is a good one? Like, a corn dog. It's a one-handed snack. Your other hand is free for activities. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah no, definitely dog. a corn dog. Um, like an Arby's roast beef. That's come on, Courtney. Why do you have to always plug Arby's roast beef? <laughs> I mean, I don't make the rules. So yeah, he's like, all right, here's how it's going to go down. Um, I'm going to fuck you in front of all these people, mm-hmm. and they're going to scurry their way back to the light into the upper city and they're going to tell Zeus that they saw me banging you bent over on this stage. The thing is that Hades doesn't really think it's necessary to do it publicly. This is Persephone's idea. She's like, mm-hmm. no, we have to do it publicly. We have to make it real. I'm like, okay, this is this is where my objection started. Because I was like, Persephone, how did you go? From being, like, scared for your life to suddenly being, like, horny as hell and only sex can solve your problems. 
it's the power of Hades. She's really digging that dad energy, and she's like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I just will never understand how people in books go from, like, extremely scared to extremely horny, like, immediately. I, I, I don't either, but, like, sh- they do, so obviously it's a thing that we just don't understand. <laughs> I guess so. So, like, you know, I'm not judging you, okay? I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But, so, Hades at first, he's like, okay, like, you know, Persephone's like, maybe we should warm up first. You know, how, like, we should pregame with some sex before we go in there for some sex, maybe? Girl, wait a minute. Because when when Hades finally agrees, like, okay, let's do it publicly, Uh they kiss. And it's really hot. But then he says, he says, we begin today. And she's kind of surprised. And I'm surprised because it's like, don't you need a shave? Like, like, yeah, can I shower, please? Can I like do some prep? Listen, I'm going to need about four hours, some new razors, some shaving cream, body wash, a loofah. Like I. A a weed whacker. Weed whacker. (laughs) Listen, public sex is not just a like, yeah, I have a couple hours. Yeah. You need a little more prep. He's like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, you're going to need a safe word. And she's like, what? A safe word? <laughs> and she's like, what What do you mean? And he's like, a safe word. Like, I'll say it and I'll stop what I'm doing. He makes her pick a safe word and she chooses pomegranate. I was just like, listen, can we normalize choosing like really short safe words? Like pomegranate? Pomegranate is like how many syllables? Pomegranate. That's four syllables. Girl, you need... How about stop? Can stop be a safe (laughs) word? Like, can we just normalize stop being a safe word? Yeah. One syllable safe words. Red. (laughs) Ouch. Red. Ouch. No. Stop. Like, you can't even get it out. You know, you'll be dead before you finish pomegranate, you know? You're Palma. being like choked and you're like, <laughs> I'm alive, but I'm dead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she picks pomegranate and he's like, nah, weird, but all right. I'll allow it. Yeah. And so like he takes her to the to the room. It's empty right now. Nobody's yeah. there. It's kind of just like a preview. The first time they go into the auditorium, he's just he takes her to the center Uh and, you know, they do like finger stuff. Yeah. Um, Dude, she literally just met this guy. Yeah, it's been like a day. So they're just doing like hand stuff. okay? and it's described in detail. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a very graphic book. It's it's uh, you know, it's pretty smutty. Also, Hades growls a lot, which, like, made me think, like, have you ever heard a man growl in real life? I don't Like, what's it, like, growling or grunting or, it, like... No, she literally says he growls and he growls a lot. I know, but, like, when she says that, I'm I'm wondering, like, is it I actual hear... growling? Like, is he, like... Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, are you okay? Or is he, like... Well, <laughs> which one is better? Or is he like, uh. like <laughs> two are weird and one is creepy. One is like, yeah, one is scary. I I just want to apologize for this unsolicited ASMR of Courtney growling <laughs> into the mic. I, I know you didn't sign up for this. Like, please don't but leave you're us a welcome. bad review. <laughs> but you're welcome. <laughs> But, you know, he does. He growls a lot. Um, And the next few chapters are really just kind of like Hades and Persephone, one kind of bonding, you know? We get to see, a like, we get to see, you know, like a friendship or alliance sort of form. Um, And then we also kind of get to see that they're starting to catch some feelings, okay? Yeah, I mean, it's really weird because almost immediately after this kind of like, you know, handsy situation, it's almost like Hades starts catching feelings right away. And he starts being Mm -hmm. afraid of being like, I guess, like pussy whipped. Like he's already scared of that. And I'm just like, you just met her. Like, how desperate are these people? 
Yeah. And like Persephone, she's, I feel like she's letting her mind sort of wander to like, what if this was a real relationship between me and Hades? And we were, and we were in love and we held hands. And then she's like, I'm leaving in three months. What ifs? I mean, this just escalates so quickly, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And Persephone wants to go all the way that first night, like for science. She's like, oh, Mm -hmm. we should see what it's like. But he doesn't. He doesn't let her go all the way. They actually don't have, like, actual intercourse until they go to, like, their first um, public, I guess, sex dungeon event. I don't know what they call it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, their first um, show. Their first show. But they're not – they are in the audience. They're not, you know – On stage. On stage, yeah. But, like, they're in the audience and – She's just, like, straddling him reverse cowgirl style. Like, while there's two people on stage, like, having sex, they're, like, having sex in the audience. But people are really focused on Persephone and Hades. Well, yeah, because this is, you know, Zeus's fiance, just like. Yeah. And, And there's people from the upper world, the upper city, that are there. He made her choose a safe word, but then, like, they never have to use it because they just go on to have regular sex. Like, what was that about? I was expecting some, like, really dark stuff, but it was just regular schmegular sex. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what was, when am I going to say pomegranate, Hades? Like, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe in his, like, grandpa ways, he's like, oh, yeah, this is dirty. <laughs> ew, ew. But anyways, so, like, one of the um arrows, he's also known as Cupid, um, he's there watching the show and Hades is like, hey, go tell go tell people what you saw here. So, you know, after that, Persades, Persades, it's their celebrity couple name, Persades. <laughs> after that, Persephone and Hades, they're starting to bond. They're starting to care for one another. Hades gets dogs. She helps name them. He takes her shopping. If this is a movie, we definitely would have got a little shopping montage. Oh, we would have gotten a montage of them, like, bonding. Because he takes her to places that are, like, mm-hmm. mean something to him. He opens up about his family. Oh, the thing, too, is that she kind of learns that the lower city is not this dark ghetto place that she always thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's actually this bustling world and not only that, but the people in the lower city love Hades. Like, they really respect him. Yeah, so, like, in the lower city, Hades is not this boogeyman that he is in the upper city. He is, like, a respected leader and, like, he's actually very personable to the people of his city. Yeah, which I guess kind of adds to Persephone falling in love with him because the thing mm-hmm. that she hates about the 13 and Zeus is that, you know, kind of like how they treat people. It's only been about five weeks, you know, at this point. So, you know, they've continued to go back to the sex dungeon auditorium. They've continued to go back there (laughs) and fool around. And she's actually now like sleeping in his bed, you know, like they're like a couple, couple. Girl, I mean, once they make this agreement to like, do the sex dungeon auditorium thing Mm -hmm. it's literally like 90% of the book is them just having sex yeah or doing like mouth stuff elbow stuff toe stuff Uh, Hades is a freak I mean but is he though I feel like it's just like regular schmegular stuff it's regular schmegular stuff um, but he likes an audience yeah I guess that's the freaky part of it so he's just really into voyeurism yeah Persephone and Hades, independently, of course, they haven't talked to each other about what? this. Communication? Do you, are you saying Don't they know sh- her. Don't know her. No way, sir. Yeah, so they are really, they're both catching feelings, and they know that their time together is kind of coming to an end soon. So they're both catching feelings, but neither one of them is opening up about it because they Mm -hmm. both feel like oh we have this agreement and this is gonna end you know and we only have a couple more weeks and i don't really get how they both don't realize that they're 
falling in love. I don't I don't know, maybe just like talk about it. Like yeah. I you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know maybe it's me. There are other uses for your mouth hole, Persephone. They're both really worried about, you know, the incoming months when Persephone leaves. Um and then after a very erotic night in the sex dungeon auditorium they go to bed together they have sex and then she's like in her like post-coital days and her phone starts ringing and Hades is like hey babe uh someone's calling you you want to get that and he expects her to like get up and like take the phone call elsewhere but she just like lays back in bed and puts it on speaker like what up my bitch yeah Eurydice calls Persephone, and the story of Eurydice and Orpheus is one of my favorite Greek myths. And then it's not important, but look it up. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> but Eurydice was dating this guy named Orpheus, and they were supposed to meet at a restaurant or like a club. They were supposed to meet somewhere that she's never been before. Eurydice gets to the spot where she's supposed to meet Orpheus, and bro ain't there. Right. He's not answering her phone calls. He's not answering her texts. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm really uncomfortable. This is a part of town that I'm unfamiliar with. And so she goes to leave. And then she notices that there's two dudes following her. And they're sort of like herding her towards the bridge for the river sticks. Right. And she calls her sister like, oh, my God, what do I do? They're following me. Like, I... I, I'm so afraid. Like, what do I do? Eurydice gets chased to the bridge, to the lower city, mm. and Persephone and Hades, they go and meet her there. Yeah, like, they're waiting when she goes across the bridge, but she gets, like, halfway across the bridge, and they're like, come here, Persephone and Hades. You're like, hurry, let's go, let's go. Um, And one of these guys are working for Zeus, and Persephone tells Hades, hey, like, this is a trap. You know what's a trap. Right, so the trap is to lure Hades across the bridge because if he if Hades crosses the bridge, then he's breaking the treaty. And we yeah. might have forgotten that there were stakes in this story because all they've been doing is banging all the I time. I thought the only stake in the story was Hades' dick. Right? But apparently... But it's not. It's not. There's more going on here. I wouldn't yeah. have known because it was chapter after chapter of boning and boning and boning and boning and boning every chapter. There is no pomegranates. There are never pomegranates. Girl, she does not need that safe word. Let's be real. Uh, she doesn't. Hades is like vanilla bean. So it's like vanilla, but it has a little bit of extra something in it, you know? So it's not like little crazy. Little yeah, this is a little specks in there. Mm, did you put, um, some, put some pepper on this chicken? That's so creative. <laughs> Hades is like a white person trying to season chicken. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, um, Eurydice falls on the bridge and one of Zeus's goons catches up with her mm -hmm. and just like grabs her by the hair and puts a knife to her throat. And he's like, Hades, what are you going to do? Are you going to break the treaty and come over here and save her? Or are you going to let me kill, you know, your girlfriend's sister? Yeah. And... um. This is where I kind of start to get a lot of tingles for Hades because he breaks the treaties, um, shoots the dude in the wrist. Because before he leaves, of course, Hades pulls his Glock out of his fucking drawer. Um, and I'm into it. And then he, like, goes and then he just, like, beats the shit out of this dude on the middle of a bridge. He does. Like, it it's actually sounds really dark because for a yeah. while... It seems like Hades was a very kind of like kind person. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, with, with a kink for public sex, like, okay. But then suddenly he just gets violent and beats the crap out of this guy. Like, I think it scares Persephone a little bit. I know. She's like, oh, wow. I did not know that that side of you existed. Persephone. Persephone was like, dude, you got to say pomegranate. <laughs> Just say pomegranate and it'll stop. <laughs> um, but Hades like almost kills this dude by beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And then him and Persephone, they get Eurydice sort of cleaned up. They give her some tea. They give her some sleeping pills and was like, go to sleep. We'll figure this out in the morning. You know, like Persephone's little sister seems kind of immature about 
the situation that she just created because Mm -hmm. Hades just broke the treaty and this means there's going to be an imminent war. Uh Uh-huh. And the lower city, Hades' realm, doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, because he's sort of been preparing for the possibility of being cut off from the upper city for a long time because of his estranged relationship with Zeus. And so he's like, I knew what could happen, but I'm only prepared for like a year, maybe two. I'm not prepared for any more than that. And so Persephone can see this reality and she can see what Hades sacrificed for Uh her, basically, right? Like he crossed the bridge to save her sister and he broke Mm -hmm. the treaty to save her sister. And in doing so, he doomed his people. And so now Persephone feels like it's her responsibility to make things right. Yeah, and this was really further submitted when Hermes arrives. Hermes is the god of, um, well, I guess in this iteration, she's the goddess, uh, the messenger goddess. Okay. Of the gods. With a message for Hades from Zeus, um, basically stating, you done fucked up. Yeah. And now I'm going to destroy your city. Right. Um, And Hades leaves to go discuss something with his advisor. And Hermes is like, Persephone, I also have a message for you. And the message is from her mother. It's from Mm -hmm. Demeter. And basically stating... You and your sister need to get your asses home now. Yeah. Now or else. And so Persephone comes up with a plan. We don't really know what this plan is at this time. We just know that she sends a message through Hermes to her mother. And then Hermes helps Persephone leave the lower city to go back to the upper city. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of implied that Persephone is going to be meeting her mom in secret. Mm-hmm. But when she gets to the meeting place, all of the 13 is there. Her mother has already agreed to, you know, like hear Persephone out. Um, Persephone gets up there and Zeus is like, ah, oh, my bride, she's here. And then like they take a picture and she does her obligatory hellos to people, and then her and her mom dip to go talk in private. She learns that her mom had a plan all along, mm-hmm. and that her mom never intended for her to for Persephone to marry Zeus. Yeah, so her mom had this ploy, like, "Hey, you were just going to get close to Zeus, and then you were going to slip him some poison. He would die." His oldest son, Perseus, would take his place and we would be rid of him, you know? And I'm like, why not tell me that? Well, yeah. Why why not share that with me? You know, um, because the way you went about it sort of did not feel like that, mom. So Persephone offered herself up on a silver platter to her mom and Zeus in exchange for them calling off the war on the lower city. So as Persephone and her mom are talking and she's discovering that her mom actually has like another plan, which is like to yeah. to like stab Zeus in the back. Yeah, she's like, oh no, baby, um, we're gonna we're just gonna murder Zeus. That's yeah. the best for everyone. Listen, I I kind of looked over all like the possibilities and plans, and just murder was just it's just easiest. Let's be real, it's just the easiest plan. Um, unbeknownst to Persephone, Hades found out that she left and he has gone after her so now hades is in the upper city looking for persephone yeah and he gets a message from demeter that says hey um you're going to honor the deal that my daughter made on your behalf however um you have the support of me dionysus hermes poseidon and i think somebody else um, she, that's like almost half of the 13. She's like, please do me a favor um, and go just go kill Zeus for us. Okay, thank you. She Does she really do that? She sends him a note stating that you have, like, we will back you take care of this. So she doesn't basically say go murder him, but she's like, hey, do us a solid. Wink, wink. Because I didn't really understand what Hades was trying to do because he Hades broke into Zeus's like 
palace or whatever and mm-hmm. he ends up finding Zeus and they have this big confrontation and it's so funny because Zeus is like much older than Hades mm-hmm. and then Hades is like holy shit this old man can fight like Zeus like yeah. basically lunges after him even though Hades has a gun Zeus is like Hades <laughs> is that a fucking gun dumbass and he like goes and sits down lights a fucking cigar i don't think he lights a cigar but you know he's just like zeus is not worried at all yeah and what really sets hades off is hades is like um you will listen to me i have a fucking gun and zeus is like if you were going to shoot me you would have already done it um and then hades is like why did you kill my family like why and zeus says your dad deserved it but it was a shame about your mom i would have really liked to bang her Oh, my God. So Zeus being held at gunpoint is like, let me just rub salt on the wound and also mm-hmm. offend his, you know, late mother. Dead mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which he does. Um, And then Hades loses his shit. He takes a couple of fool shots at um, Zeus, misses. Um, and then Zeus proceeds to, like, disarm Hades. And Hades is like, wow, fuck. Yeah, Pop Pop got moves. Pop Pop got moves. Yeah, because Zeus is like an older guy. Like I think he's in his like late sixties, mm-hmm. and obviously he does Pilates or some shit because he was able to lunge after this younger guy and uh-huh. grab the gun. Yeah, well, they're like grappling and whatnot, um, and Zeus ends up going out a window mm-hmm. and plummeting to his death. Yeah, I mean, doesn't he try to save him? Yeah, Hades tries to save Zeus, but it's just too late. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things where you're, like, trying but not really trying. You're like, you're like, oh, no, don't. Sorry. Uh-oh. All right, well, that's that. Plot. Um, And then Demeter shows up, like like the fucking cleaner. Oh, my God. With black gloves. And she's like, do you know that pigs will eat anything? They're like nature's garbage disposal. Let me clean up this mess. She terrifies me. She is wearing a pantsuit. And there's something about women that wear pantsuits that, like, they scare me because they are, like, only the baddest bitches in this world. Like, walk around in a pantsuit. She very calmly walks into this crime scene um, talking about feeding Zeus's body to pigs. Well, the thing, too, that's really weird to me is that... This is what I wanted from this story. I wanted Hades to kill Zeus fair and square. I hate when when the hero or the heroine needs some sort of like moral um, scapegoat out of killing the bad guy. Like, oh, no, he fell to his death. Like I love in Hunger Games where Katniss literally puts an arrow through like somebody's like, yeah the bad guy's eye or like, mm-hmm. she actually kills like a woman or something who does she kill she kills a lot of people anyway but anyway so i mean i like like in the hunger games how katniss like literally kills the bad guy like she's not she's not like waiting for an accident so that she could have her hands clean like let good guys get their hands dirty a little bit like and, and is it really getting your hands dirty if they're the bad guy like is that's not even morally gray i feel like that is very clear cut like good guy shit you know yeah so i was a little disappointed that hades up to the very end you know even fighting for his own life couldn't just kill zeus in self-defense because that would have been like perfectly acceptable well and see that's actually this is actually really on par with most stories of hades for the most part like all stories of hades he just wants to be left the fuck alone yeah in the fucking underworld with his fucking dogs and his fucking wife yeah. Like, just leave me alone. Like, he doesn't He doesn't want any of that smoke. Yeah. You know, he, he does not. So they start spreading the rumor that Zeus committed suicide. So it's really weird that she had to even say the statement about pigs because it's not like she cleaned up the body. They just created a cover. I think she originally intended to clean up the body and then so many people had seen it. She's like, well, fuck. Yeah. Um, and so they move to like the funeral of Zeus or like the memorial of Zeus where Perseus is getting, I guess, inaugurated as the new Zeus. And, you know, Persephone and Hades, you know, have the reunion to where he's like, hey, babe, like, 
wow, crazy couple of days, huh? <laughs> and she's like, for sure. And then he's like, so did you want to like move in for realsies? And she's like, yeah. Right. Um, so they're together and they're happy and they celebrate by having public sex on the stage of his, um, what is it? What are we calling it? Sex Dungeon Auditorium. The Sex Dungeon Auditorium. And mm-hmm. that was their first time having the public sex on the stage. So it was like yeah. a special thing that they saved just for themselves and everyone watching. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Whatever, whatever makes you happy. And Persephone's like, go tell my mother what you saw here. <laughs> Mom, if you could just not tune into Channel 33, uh, that would be great. I don't even think she cares. I think she's like, Mom, I'm going to be on TV, Channel 33. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel like Persephone's mom is like Kris Jenner. Like, she's just like, you're doing great, honey. Arch your back more. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean... It feels like we left a lot of stuff out, but it was really just all the boning in the middle. Well, I th- yeah, it, it was just most of the boning in the middle, which, I mean, was nice. I enjoyed it as much as the next person enjoyed it. Um, I just... <laughs> not as much as Persephone enjoyed it. Not as much as Persephone enjoyed it. Not as much as Hades enjoyed it. But listen, it was very, very graphic. And then also, I'm like at the grocery store, you know, just like picking out apples and cucumbers cucumbers and eggplants and somehow I ended up with all these phallic shaped you know vegetables which there are a lot for some reason um (laughs) and yeah I'm I'm in the grocery store and I'm just like oh god I hope no one can no one knows what I'm listening to because Hades is really going to town on Persephone chapter after chapter yeah um my biggest fear is that somehow like my headphones will disconnect from my phone and just start blaring what I'm listening to through the store. And then I can never go back to Aldi again, you know, because people at Aldi, like my Aldi cashiers don't know what I listen to. And my biggest fear is just that they're going to, or like the somehow, like it's playing on my headphones and out in public. And like children (gasps) are like, mommy, what's anal? All right, guys. Well, the teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing and on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.